0: Earlier this week, Ivanka Trump told Fox and Friends that she tries to stay out of politics. So she's trying to convince you that she looks at politics the same way she stays out of the working conditions at the Chinese factory that makes her shoes. Trump Report starts now. You're tuning
1: into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let
0: the buzz begin. Oh, that's right. We're here to take a permanent vacation. And, you know, if you don't have your green cards in order, you might leave the country and be taking a permanent vacation and not back in, thanks to the somewhat partial allowance, I guess is a good word, of the travel ban, which we'll get to in a moment. But what are we getting to? Why? We're getting to the Trump report. Hi there. I'm Christian Blatt at Christian DMZ. We've got a full panel for those of you watching on YouTube. You can already tell that. To my immediate left, camera right, Brooks Ali's back again at Brooks Ali's TV and, uh, Brooke? We were supposed
2: to enter a oh, I know. Okay, No, I expected okay. her to say something. I didn't know you wanted to. Usually you just introduce us and then go down the line, but well, you're allowing I, us to I, talk. I Christine?
0: thought that you wanted to tell us what you had for dinner because you were so proud of yourself.
2: <laughs> oh, no, no, I'm not going to reveal. Oh, I'm no, so okay.
0: She, she uh, ate very sensibly. Uh, someone who also ate <laughs> sensibly, Chelsea Galicia. At Chelsea Galicia. I had popcorn Hello. for dinner for everyone. Wondering. <laughs> at Chelsea Galicia. And at the other end of the desk, Scott Moore at S-Man 80. Hi. Welcome. And don't forget the show is at Trump Report. A-B-T-V. Uh, you know, I sometimes I just go to the song that seems like it has a very tenuous connection to what we're going to talk about, and we will talk about the somewhat, I think, allowance. The word I used earlier is probably the way to refer to, you know, the Supreme Court is going to basically look the other way on the travel ban for a little while. But I guess the first thing to talk about today is... The Senate Republican leaders, they had to do a little bit of a, an about face on the health care bill that they were so excited that they were going to just ran through without anybody ever seeing anything about it, meeting in secret. Well, slow your roll. Uh, you're going to have to wait till after the July 4th recess, which I don't know, Scott, the way that I understand Congress works, uh, you take a break for July 4th. You come back, what, October 15th? Right, exactly. That's about the way it works. <laughs> so Labor it'll day. be it's going to be a little <laughs> while. But uh, so clearly – They didn't have the votes that they Mm -hmm. thought they did. And what it really comes down to is none of the Democrats are going to vote for it. And they actually, unless I'm mistaken, they can't lose even two or more than two. More than two. Yeah, so they can lose two. And you already know Rand Paul's not voting for it. So, you know, you got to get everybody else in line. And I guess that they're uh, not convinced that everybody wants this. And uh, I, I guess people like your Rand Pauls are like well no it doesn't do enough so I'm not going to vote for it because it's not crazy enough it's yeah. it's out there but it's not it's not it's not his dad it's not Ron Paul mm-hmm. crazy. We
1: need bat shit level. Yeah right. that's exactly. exactly.
0: When you, if, yeah, if you can get if you can put something on Rand Paul's desk that's bat shit then maybe he might sign it uh, so Scott we'll start with you because that's not very chivalrous to skip over both the ladies and that's the kind right. of show we run here. <laughs> hey that's American 2017. How uh, are you? Are you surprised to hear this? Because th- we were told, like, we're voting. Mm-hmm. We've got the votes. It's happening. It's happening.
3: No, not surprised at all. Because you have, you know, you have two sides there with the Republicans. You have one side where it felt like it wasn't extreme enough, and then you have the other side of the the senators that are feeling a little concerned that when they're going up for election next year mm-hmm. in their states, the ones that had Medicaid expansions like the Rob Portmans of the world in Ohio, and and the Susan Collins in Maine, and. Lisa Murkowski in Alaska, when you have some of those people that have to deal with their constituents that are saying, whoa, don't cut our, our Medicaid coverage and everything. So those senators in particular are very worried about voting on this bill. So you have two sides that that are going to be hard to come together at, you know, to to kind of meet in the middle. The one side of the Republican wing that's like it's not extreme enough and the other ones that are like, it's,
0: it's – too far. So this is a moment we should be glad there aren't term limits, where everybody's just really focused on getting reelected and keeping their jobs. Because if they did believe in this, they'd be like, "Well, it's not like I can run again, so why not?" Right. So everybody's a little bit concerned about that. Uh, Chelsea, the in addition to this, the Congressional Budget Office uh, kind of messed everything up for the Republicans mm-hmm. by saying, "Oh no, this is terrible, <laughs> and 22 million people will lose their health care if the Senate version of health care reform." The way it is, at least now, aka the repeal of Obamacare if it passes. So, what do you think about the Congressional Budget Office? You know, how dare they mention I, how terrible something is? I mean, is? I think they told mm-hmm. us what
1: we already knew was coming. Mm-hmm. I think we've got. Uh,
0: do you think Mitch McConnell knew that was coming?
1: Oh, I. I, I, I uh, <laughs> what I would do That's to I be able do. to get into the mind of that man. Right, saying. I wow, either assume correctly that he's just. Completely and totally morally bankrupt and bought mm-hmm. off. I, I don't want to look at a f- fellow human being like that. So I would like to dive into the brain and see what got crossed. And was there anything
3: good still there that actually cares about his constituents, or is it all about? No, we have seen the way he's behaved ever. See, past for me, I would
0: assume that every thought in in Mitch McConnell's head it kind of alternates between. Marlboro Red, Marlboro Unfiltered, Marlboro White. It's just some variation of that. Like, he just doesn't really know which one he wants. And then all the politics happen kind of around him. But uh, I, I guess you're giving him a little bit more credit. Than oh, yeah. I'm I was going to say, he's very... <laughs> he's, he's
2: evil, <laughs> he's but he's not sneaky, hes though. not incompetent. He's not... No, that's he, why he's, he's not, gotten things done, because he's, he's so smart. He's not Paul Ryan. So no. he has been very smart about this. And I mm-hmm. think he knows, that's why he's delaying, that we need to give these, ta- these guys time to mull it over, let Trump Twitter bully them a little bit, make them scared. But one thing that's good that has come out of this is that our democracy is working, because I do think that people have called their senators. I do think mm-hmm. that constituents are voicing their concern over this bill, and those that care about being reelected are... Digging their heels in a little bit. I was really surprised that
1: some of the Republican senators said, I need to go back home and hold a town hall and see what my constituents think. I was like, well, so Mm -hmm. reasonable Mm -hmm. of these Republicans. Because (laughs) for a while they were dodging them. Mm -hmm. And then what was happening. Is um, we would have, like, uh, Representative Sean Scott Maloney who would adopt a district. Right. Go into a district whose Republican representative refused mm-hmm. to hold a town hall and hold it for them. And I think the Republicans are like, oh, we can't let that mm-hmm. go down. So they're going to now so have maybe town they're halls. they're getting a
2: little less scared of Trump, which is good. But I don't think any of them wants to be called out uh, on Twitter.
0: No, and that's the thing. If say only three Republican senators vote against it then you know that you're going to be mentioned pretty much constantly you know and somebody like Rand Paul who I mentioned he'll take that as a badge of honor that it's like well of course I didn't vote for it I don't I don't believe in it. I also think that just any kind of I think an outright repeal of Obamacare in terms of no health care for anyone ever, mandated by the government, including Medicare. That might be what Rand Paul wants. I'm not sure, but Mm -hmm. I think I know he wants the government to stay out of it. So this is just sort of moving some game pieces around on the board and he's just Mm -hmm. like, no, I'm not interested. But I think a lot of the other senators are not going to appreciate just think of how often Donald Trump will tweet out, you know, you know, Well, loser Ted Cruz, that's not anything new. Lion Ted. He'll be Lion Ted. But, you know, you mentioned Ron Johnson, I think, and that's not somebody that's really been on the receiving end of of constant 3 a.m. Trump tweets. I don't think he wants that. We used to have him on the radio show that I worked on, and he didn't seem like the kind of guy that's really built for, you know, a barrage of anger at him. But at the same
3: time, he's from Wisconsin, which, you know, is a purple state, and... Is going to have a very interesting election coming up in 2018, um, and, and so I, I think it's it's showing the Republicans that it's not that easy to repeal Obamacare as much as they thought they could, and and the other issue is they never came up with a decent plan after all those years. They sat back and now they're trying to rush something through, which was ridiculous to do that anyways. But the problem is when they're when that CBO came out, it really spelled defeat for it at this time because. What it's not they... popular. It's not. It's not going to be supported by the majority of people, including their own constituents. So, what have they
1: been doing the last seven years when they've been so pissed that this was the law of the well, land?
0: And we've talked about yeah, this on yeah. the show is that they would hold those votes to re- to repeal it, it or overhaul like, it, but they didn't need to actually have type exactly. of plan. And yeah. they really so didn't like... think
3: they were going to win in sixteen with the president, so they thought, okay, they're not going to ha- really have to work to come up with anything. Decent.
2: Okay, that sounds reasonable.
3: <laughs> it sounds reasonable. They were
2: tweeting about the birther movement. That's what
0: they mm-hmm. okay. <laughs> well, now they were—they're we're, they're at least behind closed doors. They were really trying to get it done, and that was the thing I didn't understand. It's like, what, what's the rush? And I guess the rush is try and get the vote before things like the CBO mm-hmm. come about. The, mm-hmm. the more people read it, the more they're going to realize what the problems which, are.
3: Which is so devious. Again,
0: why would
3: you want to do that and, and and try to rush something through that's so horrible? I mean, I get just the bottom line being able to say, look, we did it. We you know go back to their heart. Hardcore base and say we repealed and replaced it, but why would you want to do something when it's going to eventually get out anyways and be terrible? I guess I, they just assume they're just going to win because I, everyone's I, going to vote them in again. And
1: I think that they think that they can spin it. They've gotten really good mm-hmm. at you know this is not a tax cut for the wealthy. This is uh, giving job creators a mm-hmm. boost. You know, and, and this expect is giving people to citizens
2: a, a choice, right? Whether or not they they want to mm-hmm. pay the and freedom, that, the but independence the, But there's to really choose. no choice because when you can't afford it, then you're stuck with nothing. And if if they would look far ahead enough to know that those people who are stuck with nothing end up going to these county hospitals, emergency rooms, and taxpayers end up paying anyway. Right? It's a horrible cycle, and I
3: all they're doing they is they just moving up. money around from Obamacare and putting it. In other places, you know, and, it, and, and unfortunately it's hurting...
2: Yeah, we, we know whose it's, pockets
3: it's it, Exactly, there. and it's hurting their own constituents, like the older vote of people that are more Republican, and uh, those rural voters, and you know, it's hurting their own constituents in the long run.
1: Am I the only one who at least for like a split second goes... You guys are getting what you voted for. Mm-hmm.
2: Yes. And you know, but I'm more of so of me, than at my humanity return. Exactly. Right. I try not to, to say, you know what, just let it go through and then they'll see how bad this thing is. I actually don't want that to happen Mm-mm. to, to the, I don't want to say these people to this, but to everyone, because it affects everyone, because affects everyone at because some people point. People can and will potentially die from this.
3: And it affects everyone at some point with their taxes and everything else.
0: Josh, can you scroll back up in the chat? I was about to read something, and uh, it disappeared. And I wanted to point out that, whoa, crazy stuff happening on the screen. No one can see it except us, but uh, you'll have to just take our word for it. Uh, We'll get to it in a moment, but uh, a little bit further up there was a comment uh, from Nicholas McMullen. I remember around 10 years ago when health care for everyone wasn't considered a necessity. This is progress. Terrible, painful, awkward progress. And to, to the, the basis area of his point is the fact that you're getting Republicans designing a bill for nationalized, to some extent, nationalized health care. And that's not something that ever would have happened. Now, they're doing it in the name of repealing Obamacare. And sure, 22 million people are going to be out of it. But they weren't interested in the government, federal mandate, federally mandated government health care 10 years ago, 8 years ago, I guess 9 years ago, so he's pretty much right so it, it is progress that it's at least something both parties are talking about the end result, you know, we've talked many times on this show about how there was a lot of work to be done on Obamacare uh, mm. a lot of people feel that this is not the work that needed to be done to it, so uh, somewhere in between the two is probably what the majority of people, look, not everyone's going to be happy with anything Wait, that you put out, but somewhere in between the two lies sort of a, a common ground that the most people will be happy with
2: Hopefully that we can get to. And I know that a lot of viewers watch the show, and I've heard we've gotten a lot of flack that this panel is very mm-hmm. one-sided. And I want to present a more um, bipartisan view, if possible. I will. I say, don't. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a good idea, I but say say I just that can't do it. It's important for good um, balance. Yes, dialogue, even you know, to, for someone to present the other side. And I think that part of this, uh, I forget what the new name for for ACHA is in the American Senate, American Health. Health. Is, is this the same name, right? I think the Senate renamed it something else. Yeah, oh, it, it, has a name. it has
0: a different name. It, it's a different. We we'll uh, call it Wealthcare
2: for now. Wealth care. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think one thing that was pointed out that was beneficial was that. Um, premiums would go down apparently. that's not true <laughs> that's the but one I nice think that I yeah. heard thank you for trying, yeah. and, uh, to, I'm trying to defend these, the other the side Republican, and then yeah. um, another might have been that oh I, you get choice I said this earlier Yeah. well actually if I and, you, uh, and if the I government's it, not meddling with you, forcing you to do anything about your health care Okay,
1: um, I think <laughs> thank you valiant, for doing that because effort. I could do that. I mean, the only thing I heard today that not only do the very very wealthy get a tax break, but people like me who are on the individual market may get a little bit of a break mm-hmm. if you're young. Younger but I don't and know healthy. if right. mid thirties counts as young. Probably not. Uh,
2: so you'll
0: probably get a little break, but uh, I'll probably definitely have to spend not if you're on the
2: much. way older spectrum. They're right, really
3: and that's the thing; they're just moving money around. So yes, right. some people might benefit. You're right. Like maybe some. The young and healthy will benefit only in but, the individual
1: market. But I, exactly,
3: I, I, an individual, mm-hmm. and then it's not going to help. Uh, overall for anyone else, especially in the older market, it can go up four to five times.
2: I'm trying, guys, and I will keep trying on every issue for you all. (laughs) Look,
0: we appreciate Because
2: apparently, I'm so, what was it? I'm so liberal that I make Chelsea Galicia look like she runs the uh, (laughs) college Republicans. (laughs) That's what someone wrote. I love that. Somebody did. Storage Yard resident
0: said, it's funny because I kept our quiz from the last time the Brooke was on. (laughs) Storage Yard (laughs) resident said, this show needs to be named the anti-Trump report. That replacement woman that's Brooke <laughs> At TV Is so far left She makes Chelsea look like She's a member of The Young Republicans Club I
2: loved it Yeah
0: So uh, thank I, you I'm going to
2: take that As a compliment By the way uh, I'm also going to work to so be right. less biased As a journalist And we, you we, know Present the other uh, I don't think we, do, we don't journal right
0: uh, we don't we to do, but questions. we definitely we definitely is here, so we have to really focus <laughs> well, on I that. No, I Look, the, the idea of getting the other side out there is important to me, and yeah. I talked many times on this show, if there were conservatives at AfterBuzz who were like, hey, how come there's no room for... There's, me? there's... only
1: like two secret ones that refuse to come on. Mm-hmm. I don't know who the other
0: one is, so I'll have I to have ask you. a friend you that
1: we can bring on. Though.
0: Well, uh, yeah, and look, we...
1: And the one other thing, friend. when we have tried to, when we were Trump versus Hillary mm-hmm. and we would have people call in... And they would say the most off-the-wall, nonsensical things. Right, it was so
3: extreme. That
1: it, it, it just w- w- was intolerable. they were like, speaking like wasn't, Trump? Wasn't there
0: somebody, <laughs> somebody that used to be on Trump vs. Hillary? I haven't seen him in a while. Oh, I geez. can't remember no. his name. That's
1: not who I was talking no. about. No, no, no. No. we're not but talking about our friend who, Drexel. Somebody who called in. We and, had a few people on and, the phone, and they, yeah. would, and they would like go from one thing to the next, and I, I mean... it, it without any sense and accountability for anything. That, so that's my mm-hmm. issue. Me someone. With.
0: Well, we live in the age of no accountability, so uh, yeah, uh, that that's probably true. works very well for that kind of conversation. But, mm-hmm. uh, uh, oh, well, I don't know, actually. Uh, our friend in the booth, Josh, wonders if we should have Michael Klaus on who's uh, over here at After Buzz TV and I'm on the Tomorrow show with him and uh he's he's very religious and I don't know that he's outright conservative but uh it's not a bad point uh if if and I'm sure Michael's watching. If he's mm-hmm. interested in coming on and sitting on the couch, obviously we'd be happy to have him. But it's very difficult to find somebody who's an outright conservative. And I'm always clear. I'm not even looking for a Trump fan because Trump fans usually keep it to themselves, at least in this part of town. And <laughs> just somebody who's a conservative. Yeah. You know, that's mm-hmm. all that we moderate, wanted. Moderate conservative. Yeah. And I mean, Rational, I'll, moderate I'll even moderate. take someone who voted for a conservative once. You know, like oh, there was that one time, you know, and and I'm like, great, that counts. Yeah, it's not, it's not easy. So they voted
1: for Schwarzenegger.
0: Right. (laughs) I I voted for Gary Coleman because I believed in the future of California. Uh, So uh, another big topic, which sort of ties into the title of the episode and the song, is the Supreme Court gave a small win to President Trump. This was just yesterday, allowing a limited basis. The travel ban will take effect before it hears a lawsuit against the policy this fall. Uh, Chelsea, as our recovering (laughs) attorney, what exactly does this have to... What what does this mean, basically? So
1: basically, a big chunk of the executive order is being allowed to be carried through. The Mm -hmm. 90-day postponement of allowing anybody from those six countries to come in uh, same with refugees, although that's 120 days, mm-hmm. unless those people have a bona fide connection to the U.S., like a family member or they're a student in uh, an American university, uh, they already have a job here, mm-hmm. something of that nature that really has them already quite close to the United States. The interesting little unknown tidbit is, you know, since it's supposed to last 90 days, the question has come up, well, maybe those 90 days are already up because he issued the executive order more than 90 days ago. So there are some people saying this is actually already Mm -hmm. done and gone and others, of course, saying that the 90 days starts as of the ruling.
0: I would say it starts as of the ruling. And believe me, all I I know about the law is what I learned from four years of working on Law & Order SVU. So I believe (laughs) that I might not have, you know, the best knowledge. The law. Yeah. The the other thing
1: that is, um, I don't know if it's interesting, because it's a little bit of a bummer. There is a chance that the Supreme Court will not ever pick this up again because right. they're not going to talk yep, about it, mm-hmm. rule on it until October, mm-hmm. and by that point, the ninety days will it's be already
3: up, over. Exactly,
1: and there will be no sort of like no harm, no foul, mm-hmm. unless right. You know. And because when uh, I was well, going to ask,
0: I'll just say very quickly that it gets to be a victory for Trump because okay. see, look, the Supreme Court ruled in my favor, which isn't entirely true, but it's true enough that he's able to say it, and then by the time October rolls around, what does he care?
1: But I think, I think he's going to renew the 90 days. I don't think he's just going to think, right. after these 90 days we're safe mm-hmm. again. I think he's going to try and roll it over. So right, and that's what they were saying. I think there's a good mm, 35% chance that we'll find out from the Supreme that Court. That was an interesting it. number.
0: What were, you gonna say? what were you going to say, Brooke?
2: Actually, now I forget what I was going to (laughs) say somewhat. So was this taken? So we had um, decisions that were had uh, in the federal court on on the state level, correct? Um, Like federal courts and state. And then it went to the Supreme Court. I'm asking you. (laughs) I'm I'm understanding the process. Now, after the 90 days is up. There were state claims started in in the the state, but they were filed in federal federal court. court. Yes. So. Then when it went to the Supreme Court, at that point, after the 90 days are up, what needs to be done? Like another writ of certiorari to be re- reheard, or mm-hmm. I
1: mean, that's the thing, is if there's nobody that has standing, nobody that's injured by that, facing an in- imminent injure- right. injury or being injured, then nobody may have standing to continue the case. Right, so it could just become moved. Unless like, it's mm-hmm. rolled over again, mm-hmm. or renewed, and then mm-hmm. somebody who's being prohibited from coming in may have a claim right. that right. would that d- claim. go forward.
2: I don't know. Oh, I, I I kind of foresee that it could potentially just be done with. It would die out, or would they would out. say, "Well,
0: you know, to, to Chelsea's point, he would have to renew it, and mm-hmm. so he has to continue to be interested in this."
1: So, what mm-hmm. the, the Supreme Court did say is that Trump has a reasonable um, responsibility, desire, right to protect this country from people who may do us harm. the The question okay, does he have like a legitimate reason? Mm-hmm. Let's just say that is a legitimate legitimate reason. Fine. But the second part of the analysis has to be that what the order is, is narrowly tailored to accomplish that mission. Mm-hmm. Um, I think when you, and it depends on the type of discrimination that something has to be rationally related. So like at least somewhat having to do with the goal versus intermediate scrutiny is like, medium, close to it. But if, it's, if this is discrimination based on religion, mm-hmm. which is what the lower courts have said, mm-hmm. that faces a really high bar It's very difficult for the government to be able to defend discrimination uh, against something like race, religion, because those are the strictest scrutinies. And so then the government has to prove that this order, this executive order, is the most narrowly tailored possible solution to accomplish the stated goal. That's the part where I don't think... Um, that it'll survive. If it ever did go to October.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Well, if you believe a lot of the rumors that were going on earlier this week, when the Supreme Court may or may not not pick it back up in October, maybe Anthony Kennedy won't be there anymore. Maybe he'll retire. Well, look, there was a lot of talk about it, and there were people who were actually surprised. Let's talk a little bit about how he didn't retire, but then we have to at least... You know, consider the hypothetical what it would do to have that. Do you
1: want me to cry?
2: (laughs) Where did this come from? What's your source?
0: Sources like, I don't know, that rag, the Washington Post. Uh-oh, I think well, the well, the article was, so was actually chatter. that he didn't retire. Was chatter, like, that was yeah. the story. Because there was so much chatter, they had to come out and say it didn't happen. But they're still addressing the fact that it didn't happen. And it talked about why people thought it might happen. Because he's 80. And I'm like, well, I don't know. I feel like he's got a good 16 more years in him. I mean, the way that some of these Supreme Court justices go but and I'll start again with Chelsea look how lucky you are being a recovering (laughs) attorney your thoughts about why he won't retire and what it would mean other than you crying if he did
1: okay so he was appointed by Reagan right Mm -hmm. so he was you know a conservative judge, but he's been the swing vote. So sometimes he goes with the conservative justices, mm-hmm. others, other times with the liberals. So, in a sense, you could say that Justice Kennedy is the deciding vote on virtually all the cases. You could say he's the most important of all the justices. So, if he were to go, it would be like earth-shattering for the Supreme Court. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I, I, you know, I would have to do a lot of praying that another Anthony Kennedy. Well, could be and, and, the, and see that, that's the real question
0: him. is hypothetically, if Hillary Clinton was president right now and he retired right now who's to say that she would appoint a swing justice and not be like, well good, I can get, you know, some hardcore lefty in there. You know, so well, I, I mean, think that you're gonna run into that problem whoever replaces well, him whenever that is. I would say but when you were talking about like Merrick
3: Garland, he was very much a moderate. He wasn't a liberal or, you know, a conservative. He was sort of Obama's first pick, was sort of in the middle of that. And um and I think it's the same thing. I think with the way the country's so divided that if Hillary Clinton were president that she couldn't just put an extreme left Liberal, judge they wouldn't get approved, right? Okay. Um, I think it'd be a lot more difficult, especially with with the House and Senate being, are so split, the Senate being so divided. So I think it's it's a little way around it. Words now, now that Mitch McConnell's done the nuclear option, and they just roll out a very extreme conservative
2: mm-hmm.
3: person out there, uh, then it does have a better chance of, of going through it this time because it's already been done now. So, I need to, uh,
1: yeah. if, if it's okay, to respond to storage yard residents. Hey,
0: look, there he is. That,
1: that is true. And then there's an exception. Yeah. Except, Well, on explain, the basis. explain his uh, point.
0: Uh, so he's
1: saying, quote, the U.S. code allows, and I'm not sure what he'd mean by the, the code, but okay, allows Trump to make these prohibitions on foreigners. Yes, but then there's always exceptions. And among the exceptions is basis of religion right. um, mm-hmm. and others.
0: Race. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, well first of all, I'm glad Storage camera. Yard Resident is there in the chat. Yes, Sometimes I, I worry when he's here. not there. Yeah, And I know, and that, that really crazy... I'm, I'm
2: giving you both sides now, Storage Yard, yard Resident.
0: <laughs> Brooke's going to try and win you over. I all my,
2: um, my, uh, class, my law school classes... I'm trying to argue both points now.
0: I know. She's a recovering attorney, and you're an aspiring one. Yeah, and we had a up. we had a question after last week's show. Scott knows this. It, it was on <laughs> the YouTube page. Uh-huh. And it was asking, no, it was asking if, if the guys were lawyers, uh, too. Wait, well, thank you. And, but, and we're like, well, thanks. Not but that you smart. Know. You know, I, I talked just moments ago about the law knowledge that I got from On SVU, but I also got some from Judge Judy. So I feel, <laughs> and look, as a kid, I saw, lo- I, I saw a lot of Judge Wapner <laughs> as a kid. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. But I really learned more from Rusty the Bailiff. But anyway, (laughs) so it's good. If we have you both here, there's at least more legal standing to go on. Don't have any expectations
1: of me, but okay. Well, actually, she I mean, pretty soon she's going to be the expert because it has now been 10 years since I was in law school, and after taking the bar, I never again touched many of these issues. You try to, like,
2: just get it out of your brain, and I'm in the thick of it every single day. But
0: good good for you. you. Yeah, exactly. exactly So uh, we alluded to it in the beginning, and I know Chelsea wanted to make sure that we talked a little bit about Ivanka Trump telling Fox (laughs) and Friends that she tried to stay out of politics. I start with Scott. Uh, Your thoughts when you heard that, because obviously I laugh. Basically, I I, I would say she's done done a fairly good job. Out of Mm -hmm. you know, I don't, I don't think that she's really been involved in too many things. It doesn't seem like there's been any business gains from her father being president. Uh, really not on not. any trips to Japan I know, of or anything. Not. I, uh, so uh, no. I think you're she...
1: making me scrunch my <laughs> eyebrows and that's not
2: gonna be good you know, for that's, my yeah. forehead. That's, you're the one you're a girl weakling. in LA who can.
0: That's not that's not covered under Trump care if you get any wrinkles right. on your forehead, so you oh. should be careful. Yeah, so just look surprised. So yeah, Scott, uh, is Ivanka Trump doing a good job staying out of politics? She's doing a great job if you're watching Fox News, then sure. It's interesting how Fox and Friends... And it's not the other shows on Fox. It's really only Fox and Friends. And they they pretty much... The Trump family, well, you know... basically not Melania. I don't I don't know that she's doing a lot of interviews right now. Hmm. But they all kind of go on there and, I mean, President Trump, it's no like he idea. has a regular spot on on Fox and Friends. But this seems like the kind of statement you can make on Fox and Friends. Well, of course. Because nobody's no, going to say... Nobody's going to give some examples.
1: Nobody's going to be like, so what are you doing Isn't with great. an office in the White House?
0: Exactly. Like... <laughs> And I mean, an
1: advisor to your basically father. His, mm-hmm. his chief advisor. Right. So, you know, there's a comment from Danny H. saying that for Ivanka, it's not politics, it's business. But does she she has to run business from the White House?
2: I mean, I, I guess. But see, that's the way I being able she to relinquished things around. her role doing any business at all whatsoever. Yeah, who knows? Well,
0: I mean, look, I guess that's, uh, that's a lot of what we hear. But, but uh, the
1: reason that I wanted to talk about it was because... Ivanka Trump is not the first one to say oh no I don't talk about politics as though it is something beneath you Mm -hmm. that it is something messy and ugly and only you know those kinds of people and who like to argue and, 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 and yeah and deal, with deal with politics and and she's just too you know clean and above mm. politics and I think that is the reason why we're in the situation that we are right now because too many people said politics is for other people it's not for me we've been told that it's rude that it's unkind to talk about politics with people it's part of my motivation for doing the show so that it is a more easy conversation to voice your opinion no matter if it's you know crazy mm-hmm. one direction or the other but that we can normalize talking about politics and that there's no shame about it and actually that it's not cool to be like oh i'm not political at all you i i don't have um a ton of respect and compassion for people who are like, I just, you know, I'm going to stay out of it. Mm -hmm. Because it affects them, it affects everyone, Mm -hmm. and this democracy will not work if we have too many people who are too cool for politics.
0: Well, that's why it's already not working in a lot of ways. I agree with your point, but what I will say is the caveat is that there are just times where I'm like, uh, can I just not right now? You know, sometimes I I need to to take a step back. But in general, the people who are like, no, I, I don't you I often find that it.
2: those people who don't want to talk about politics, I'm not trying to make a blanket general statement about everyone, but they're just not well-versed in what's going on. What do
0: you think of that statement, storage yard resident? Do you like well, it more and, or less? And the,
2: and the other thing is that when they say, I don't want to
1: talk about politics, what they're saying is, I actually don't want to listen. Because people love to talk about themselves and their own beliefs. They mm-hmm. wouldn't mind it if mm-hmm. they all just got to say whatever they, they thought. They don't want a dialogue. The part right. about having to hear another side and take it on they just don't want the energy of having to defend against it
2: and that's the problem if you you know and what a privilege to not have to talk about politics if it doesn't affect you in any well, major that's, well that's way. what i'm gonna say there's
3: also that lazy side of it where people don't want to be bothered with it and they don't care and that's why you get a lot of times where i think a lot of times with these republicans with going back to the to the health care bill it's basically like well nobody will care by the time next year And they'll vote us in again because they're just going to vote for the R next to the name. They're not going to know exactly what these people are doing or who's influencing them money-wise and lobbying them. And I think that's part of the the issue, too, is that people just are lazy and don't want to be informed and just don't care.
2: And and when you think about people like Rand Paul who would like to not have government in in his life Mm -hmm. as much, that's also quite a privilege. Because when you're not fighting for your life or you don't have this disease where you just absolutely can't afford to pay for all of your needs and you need help. And you make good money. And you are paying taxes, and mm-hmm. you would like to have some assistance. I mean, what privilege to not have to talk about politics, to not need to oh, to exempt themselves, to exempt from the plan. Exactly. Well, and that's exactly what
3: I said too. I I said that if the if, if a couple Republicans were to say, "I'm going to sign on to this bill," and we actually get to follow their report, and my
1: kids are going to and they're going to be on my family's going to be on this. My kids are going to be much on this plan, no matter what happens. Right. If the laws get better for people, my kids are going to be stuck with this plan for life. Right. That's how much I want the that's what I I believe in it,
3: and then I would have more. Take take it a step further,
0: and you know, if some of these Republican. Let's just say, in general, the, the people, although none of the Democrats are going to vote for it. So in this case, it is all the Republicans. If they're like, oh, and I'm going to put my elderly parents on it mm-hmm. too, because that's you know, putting your kids on it is one thing, right. but it's like, oh yeah, you know my my family who unfortunately is filled with pre-existing more. conditions, mm-hmm. they're going to be on it too. What
2: the, those are irresponsible people of not taking care of their health. What are you talking about pre-existing conditions? Mm-hmm. That's yeah. what they mm-hmm. feel. The, some the, would say that some would say, say Brooke, babies wait, who are Brooke, was, are born. Brooke, some
0: would say that what you had for dinner was a pre-existing condition. What are you going to say, Chelsea? <laughs>
2: Why are we keeping well, up? <laughs> Why are you talking about old stuff? What I
1: was gonna say is <laughs> it was like so an hour ago. What the other side often argues is, well, if you want health coverage, go get a job. Mm-hmm. Go get a job. Okay. Let's yes, we all work in some capacity. I don't want to have a job working for someone right. else. I want to work for myself. Right. That should be my American mm-hmm. freedom and dream to pursue right. that if I want to. So to say, oh, you should just get a job, that's one reason why I think that claim has no credibility. Well, And, and, the and, other, and,
3: and we should have a whole other discussion about how employer-tied health care was just a disaster. ridiculous thing anyways From to begin of, with.
1: Yeah, And the other part is that if you just sit back for a second and think about it, what you are saying is that you are only worthy to live life if you have a job. You are only – you are worthless. You should not expect to be here, to be alive, unless you're making money and contributing to this economy and paying taxes.
0: By the way, that's working under the assumption that there are plenty of jobs to go around and that everybody can get them. And, you know, Trump can can say what he wants. Whatever the White House wants to say about where unemployment's at, no one's saying it's zero. You know, so there are people – it's like, why don't you get a job? Great. Where are these jobs that you were supposed to? Well, and I went to
1: public school, and I don't know jack schnackies, so I can't get a job. You know, I have no skills, and you know, I can't pay for college. Well you don't have
3: the connections to be able to get jobs. Exactly. I was going to say you lost the birth
2: lottery, and you're a baby who has leukemia. What are you going to tell that baby? You were go irresponsible. Get go get issues. a job. I'm sorry that yeah, your I mean, mother if, was on the wrong side of history. If
0: that baby's cute enough, it can be plan. a Gerber baby, and it can go ahead and I mean, have I mean, a health care plan that. We are from in L.A., that. so... Yeah, look, get an agent. Put that
2: baby to baby. work. Baby... I'll but the no,
3: Storage resident was talking about the uh, you know the elderly parents being on Medicare. It's but a good they were point. talking about no, but they were talking about cutting Medicare. That's true. And yeah. and they were saying that and that was the whole thing that Kellyanne Conway was saying about, oh, you know, the, you should go get a job if you're concerned about your cuts to Medicare. Well, yeah, that doesn't even make any sense because these are people that are usually at retirement age. Exactly. So you're gonna tell an eighty year old Go out and get, get a, job a job to cover Pull the difference between your, your boots, Medicare. Drops, I mean that's <laughs> again, it's 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 uh, unnecessarily cruel. It makes and no rude. sense. It makes no well, sense on
1: a policy level, and it makes mm-hmm. no sense on a humanity level. And right. I think we don't talk about the humanity level enough.
0: Uh, one of the things right. I want to make sure we talk about before we run out of time, as we always do, uh, over the weekend. A number of news outlets uh, pointed out that uh, CNN managed to publish a story about President Trump's ties to Russia, which was very quickly retracted. There were a lot of apologies. It was a bad weekend for CNN's investigations editor, Lex Harris, because he traveled to, of all things, a journalism conference in Phoenix, And while he was gone, they posted something that didn't meet their standards, and he is now among three people who have resigned. So, uh, what does this do when you publish one fake story, admitted fake story that you retract, about Russia? Well, that kind of makes it very, not even kind of, that makes it very easy to say that the Russia story is fake. All along, like I have been telling you at Real Donald Trump. So, that was great for him. So, whatever they wanted to do with their. And what, where does CNN get off posting a story that they haven't.
2: It didn't meet editorial right. standards. It wasn't sure. that it was completely
0: okay. fake. They
3: they had one anonymous source, and mm-hmm. usually you have two as a minimum, and you usually make sure that you there's go certain... through the vetting process. There's certain guidelines that mm-hmm. you do before that. And they did not do that because, of course, they're rushing the story out. And they had one source that, of course, wasn't a. Verifiable, truthful source, and then this is all Trump
2: needed, right? And
3: and I was going (laughs) to say, but it wasn't a completely fake story. It wasn't like they just made up a story and put it out there. They had done this investigation. They had, you know, admittedly rushed it through and had only gotten through one source and not verified it with a second source or multiple sources. And that's the problem that you have when you have these anonymous sources. And there, there, there is a, a big problem with that. And we mentioned this on on here a couple of months ago. Actually, is is the whole point about the media needs to just take a collective breath. Because they do have a very important job to do, but when you have a president actively fighting them, their pressure is like, "Let's get them back, let's get this stuff out here," and and I think a lot of times you're doing it without making sure you're going through the proper channels because you want to get it out, and that's the you know the hyper fast social media world now where something's right away and instantaneous, unlike in the past, like. 20, 30 years ago when you had to wait for the nightly news and then you had to wait the next day for the newspaper to come out. You know, it's that kind you of stuff. You had a little every, bit more time.
0: And and, and now you,
3: it's like everyone's got to be the first to get the story out and they're going to like, okay, great. We right. have an anonymous source. Right. It's close right. enough. Let's get it being, out Being
0: Being first is much more important than, than being, being right. right. Fortunately. Yeah. Exactly. But I do have
2: to say, listen, Trump needs an enemy and the media is the enemy right now. They can no longer... Bash the Democrats, really, or bash Obama and say he's doing all these things mm-hmm. wrong. He does go no on long, too many vacations. He's no longer there to bash. <laughs> so who else are we going to bash? It's the media. The media. And also, this is his way. of I mean, we know what a dictator or author- authoritarian right. does. You discredit the media because if you're going to put out lies, you need to discredit the media because the media can never verify or report anything that's true. So it's just his way of following but the of dictatorship handbook. He-
3: he yeah, and he took everyone else out, but of course, didn't mention Fox on um, his tweet. Of course, I um, mean, look, he wants
0: to keep that weekly booking on right. Fox and Friends open. He, they don't, he but. doesn't want them to take that away. Uh, sort of a, a secondary story to that is. Something that I'm sure that people on this panel will roll their eyes when I mention, but the uh, investigative journalist some people call him, some people call him a documentary filmmaker, other people call him uh, ambush artist. Uh, James O'Keefe, who has released a number of videos over the years, had a video of someone from CNN saying, well, the Russia thing is bullshit and we're just doing it for ratings. and that's something that you probably should, if it's true, and I think just one person thinks it. I actually mm-hmm. don't think everyone at CNN thinks that, but saying that to someone that you clearly don't know well enough to maybe right. be making those statements, and that's what I what I always find hard to believe, is the like, people that get caught in any of these things and it doesn't even have to be politically based, <laughs> right. it's just like, who is this person that you're, you know, like, wh- like when it's the local news, investigates an auto body shop who's ripping yeah. people off, it's like, You went right to the blatant thing that makes you look really bad. Like you didn't. uh, Well, you know, we might have some other thing. You know, no. Just you go right to it, and you go like, well, yeah, the Russia thing is bullshit, and what does this do? It's the same thing I'm talking about. It just sort of feeds that narrative that everything about Russia is bullshit, including the fact that Russia exists and that <laughs> Putin is president. Right. I think they're just like, look, it's none of it's happening. Yeah. None of it's you true. You get
2: one little bit, one little nugget, and then it's all phony, right. it's all mm-hmm. fake. What are, and, they ca- what are they calling it? A big nothing burger, I heard. A lot oh, of Republicans there's things. a lot.
0: Of, I've heard a lot of... Uh, Have you heard there, that? There's a montage of nothing burger, nothing which I think mm-hmm. was but coined on, on Fox & Friends.
2: We know... You guys might say we're conspiracy theorists, or, or I am, but we know that there are all of these ties, whether some mm-hmm. of them are legal or illegal or not, between Trump and Russia. We well, know that. Well, there's we will follow the money because, and right. some of it might be impl- implicating him, implicative of him, implicating of yeah, him? implicating yeah. him, and some of it might not. But there are clear ties. Oh, th- absolutely there's that's not a nothing burger. No. it's there it's i back. I was going to say
0: follow the rubles, but I don't even know. Yeah. do they still use rubles or do they have a different form is that, of currency is that it, well, yes. I mean it was you know uh, in, during yeah. the cold war so uh before we started, uh you know, uh Brooke had on her tinfoil hat, and she was looking at <laughs> was some like but it's interesting uh, just sort of talk about the big Paul Manafort thing that you yes. told us beforehand and and of course where you heard that, because that's very important. Clearly was it,
2: Rachel Maddow. Was it
0: from InfoWars? <laughs> oh,
2: not from InfoWars. Can
1: we, we make oh, it a rule that of... we never say Alex Jones or InfoWars? Oh, okay, no. you
0: just said both of them. So that's, <laughs> that's not my, I, time, I just no. said InfoWars.
1: <laughs> I mean, No.
2: Well, my, I was talking her that... Her dinner is going to come through me if we agree. <laughs> <laughs> What's with I would like to see, that.
0: see, this is why you never tell us anything. my right But let's you talk, like before we run out of so, time, let's talk yes, about Paul Manafort. So, very quickly, Paul Manafort. He for dinner.
2: Paul Manafort today registered as a foreign agent retroactively because he did have dealings with Ukraine 2012 to 2014. Now, one might wonder, why would he do that right now?
0: Well, hmm. and my first question was, wait, you can do that? You can do it retroactively, retroactively? I know. and Chelsea said And I mean
2: Flynn did also. You're not supposed to. You're not supposed no, to do of that. Of course not. So, what it begs the question, why does Paul Paul feel like he needs to make right. sure well, he's doing everything he right? He
1: said he he said he was going to, and then it's just taken months yeah, for taken him to so get around time. to it.
2: But I think I think we know the answer it's, that Bob Moeller is is Dotting his or dotting his eyes and check and crossing, crossing his, his teeth, T's. T's. or the look, you can
0: dot your T's and cross your eyes too. That's there's no right. problem yeah. with that. We will <laughs> know what you're trying to say <laughs> exactly. Uh, I'm gonna have to mention it. <laughs> no, Storage no, Yard nope, Resident nope, says, no, "I like to... Alex Jones and Infowars." Oh. You said don't say both of them, but it's a quote from Storage Yard Resident. No, and I want
2: to know what you like about him. Please tell about Storage Yard Resident. No, no <laughs> I was no, gonna no, say no, he's the been the with us from Jones. our first show. Know what Storage Yard Resident? Why he likes Alex Jones? Okay,
0: you know here, and this will make Chelsea very angry. What I'll oh, say crazy. is that he's not afraid to say what he believes. Now, uh, what he believes also, is crazy. Uh, uh, <laughs> he doesn't
1: believe that. He said in court he doesn't believe what he says. He's putting oh, on a performance. Because that's a, a
0: character. Yes. Yeah, but That it's just what happens when you have a. And he's not afraid battle. to
2: record you without right. your knowing.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Which I think that's the most times that people have heard Megan Kelly in the last few months is when she was secretly recorded by Alex Jones saying, "We're not going to do a hatchet job on you." Before she did, I've like, <laughs> said his name too many times, Chelsea. You look I know. There's so like, like steam <laughs> coming. Say out it like three knows. times in a row, then. <laughs> uh, and our Scott Brown says, "An Oscar the Grouch loves trash." That's not nice. Storage <laughs> yard resident works in a storage yard. Uh, <laughs> one thing I want to get to is, uh, and I always say Reg Vicor's name wrong, but wanted to point out that uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders had a whole thing about fake news uh, today, and... How come the cameras can be in there when she's talking, but not when Sean Spicer? I know we talked last week. SNL. because Because he got I guess it's really Spicy. SNL. Yeah, Spicy just doesn't want to be on it.
2: Poor Spicy. Yeah. He's getting so scared. <laughs> he's no longer in the bushes. He's now just like just, in the back corridor. That's why he doesn't want
3: to be on camera. So, he's not so seen.
0: but she really said that this proves, so Sarah Huckabee Sanders said that this instance, the CNN retraction, proves that this is fake news. And I meant to write it down, but there was actually someone there. I think it was from the Associated Press who called her out. And oh was yeah. Like, and there's a great exchange, and we don't have yeah. time to yeah, it play like, it because I saw it like right before I came over I here. Saw her. But uh, take a look at it and see that there are at least, and maybe people are less intimidated by her than Spicy, but they're able to point out that you know she's just saying the company line, which is like, "See, this proves fake news," and everybody has their fake news and the reporter whose name I wish I could remember says, doesn't say this this isn't a direct quote, but it's like but you guys manufacture fake news, so, you know and it's just like our job is to weed through the fake news from everywhere, and I I don't know we try to not have fake news on here by the way yeah, there are
2: exactly. tapes. There
0: aren't tapes. Yeah, I know. Please, I think,
2: exactly. Well, that's, that's more about that's
0: like P.T. Barnum stuff. That's like I don't know. There might be tapes. Uh, stay tuned. And when, I'll, when there are, I'll tell you. I'll tell you, you, I'll know, tell you on Fox and Friends tomorrow mm-hmm. at six forty-five.
3: And, and Obama, the wiretapping, and the and as I said, you know, the birther movement. All these, all oh, these yeah. things, lies upon lies upon lies, just to discredit the media. And I admit, and, and I get it, the media should not have, and that's what we've said a couple months ago, they should not be rushing stories out, they need to make sure they're vetted properly, they need to have multiple sources, and to Brooke's point, there's definitely something there with Russia, to where it goes and what the degree is, there's definitely something there, you don't have a special prosecutor, you don't have everybody right. lawyering up. Uh, for nothing, and again, if he was completely innocent or his uh, you know, administration was completely innocent, then he would be very forthcoming and open and say, "Here we go, open book, and nothing and to hide." Exactly, none, and have been done with a long. And time that's ago. exactly what I said anything. about the tax returns and everything. The fact he doesn't return uh, show that means he has Wait, something to hide.
1: But don't we know that Donald Trump has already acknowledged that Russia is a thing when he got he sent that tweeted about
2: Obama new and didn't do well, anything Well, that's the thing that he reversed Russia. it because no. I was trying to project it back on Obama. He just that Russia, Russia meddled with the elections and got mad at Obama for not doing so anything. he retracted that?
3: No, I'm saying he, from his earlier thing of being like, oh, there's nothing, no Russia stuff, no collusion, no anything else, and they didn't affect the elections, then trying to blame Obama for it and be like, why didn't you come out and do this? So basically he was admitting that there was... Russia meddling in the election, because now he's basically saying why did Same Obama Same way he war? admitted
2: that he was being investigated. Right. But that but was then, satire. Exactly.
0: Well, to the point that we were making, and we do have to wrap up in a moment, but the idea that if there is nothing to do with Russia, then no one would have resigned. Jeff Sessions wouldn't have recused himself from You know, if there was nothing there, he wouldn't have if fired it was James a Comey. nothing burger, Flynn, Flynn, then ev- yeah, everybody would still be
3: there. Fired, uh, Flynn
2: is still trying to make a deal, my right. friend, so Flynn's got something he, to hide. <laughs>
3: Maybe, wouldn't maybe, have fired, uh, fired Comey none of this stuff
0: would have maybe happened. maybe Flynn has tapes that's what he should <laughs> say. I
2: mean I think Flynn's definitely By he's, the way, he's if, trying to tell Trump something you're either gonna you're gonna help me out you're gonna pardon me or I'm still working on making this deal
0: yeah and there might be tapes that's, uh that's what the there are paper. of course always tapes of I'm using mm-hmm. air quotes is the Trump Report, which you can find on Twitter, at TrumpReportABTV. And if you're uh, listening to us on iTunes, please make sure to rate, comment, and subscribe. But the commenting is very important. It just takes a minute. Just to tell us how much you love all of us. But we or you in- could even say how yeah. much you dislike we us. That's ig- fine. Mm-hmm. And
1: we ignore the... Uh-
2: the disrespectful stuff. If they want to post the
0: disrespectful stuff, it actually helps. It helps bump us up. So if you want to give us no stars, somebody else will give us five stars. But anyway, we want you to do that.
2: Uh,
0: What we want to make sure everybody knows, though, is we are off next Tuesday because, despite what some people in the chat might say, we all love America, so we want to celebrate our Independence Day. Also, no one will be working at After Buzz Mm -hmm. that day, but we also love America. That's the important part. So we will be back live Two Tuesdays from now, July eleventh, seven Pacific. And as I said, be sure to follow us at Trump Report ABTV. So thank you uh, for Scott Moore at S Man eighty, Chelsea Galicia at Chelsea Galicia, Brooks Aliz at Brooks Aliz TV. I'm Christian Blatt at Christian DMZ, and we will see you not next week, but next time on the Trump Report.